Hello, hello. Here we are. Here we are, friends. Yes, made hey, it for you, another one. Have you thought out yet, you guys? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. We have been sort of warming up in Columbus. It's been a short winter in Columbus, although that's dangerous. I mean, at this time of the year, early yeah. March, it's like you're waiting for another stretch of negative five potentially if it hits you the wrong <laughs> we way. Didn't, yeah, we didn't have any tangible snow for all the month of January, most of February. And then wow. it just started dumping. And I'm like, we had a little snow squall. <laughs> you ever heard of a snow? We had a snow squall. I don't okay. know who named it. We don't that, have squalls but... in Ohio. You know how it's like in, in, uh, from what I understand in Alaska, the, the native people had lots of words for snow. So yes. we've got, we've got flurries, snow and blizzard. We've got three options. Yeah. We don't have squall. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard of a squall, but it was one for sure. It was pretty gnarly. And, squall uh, but like then... a bird. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a hour long intense storm where the temperature drops very very rapidly. So, oh. um, and then um, and then today we just got dumped on. And of course, Mika and Quinn were up skiing, and they were in heaven. God loves them. Uh huh. Yeah. It was just fresh powder all day, and they were just absolutely loving it. So, but yeah, yeah. So, I am not gonna plow. I'm not gonna go out and shovel because it'll be melted in a day and a half. So yeah, you know, it's going to warm up. We're almost done. We're almost done. Malvina, how, how, uh, how cold is it where you're at? Oh no, here is always in the fifties. That's okay. freezing for us. All right. But we've had a lot of crazy weather for us. It's, you remember people in San Diego don't know how to drive if it's raining. Okay. So this That's is when I write this. I'm just going to re remove Malvina from the stream. Yes. San Diego's uh, reading Romans five tribulations producing perseverance when, when it drizzles. We, I needed my umbrella for the first time in the last 20 years. That's as bad as it gets. Uh, well, how's uh How is our, our wonderful Tasmanian prophet doing? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's officially the first day of autumn. Uh, you know, it's, I, you guys talk about falling down or something like that, but um, yeah, we know it's autumn. It's autumn. It's autumn. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's it's uh, it's getting a little cooler, but you know, it's still still it's still nice, still good weather. You know, still you know, people talk in 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 the. My U.S. friends talk about it being 30s and you know 32s and like that. So, so yeah, well, that's what we're having too, but in Celsius, mm -hmm. you know. So, so, yeah. so, a lot of different. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a nice time of the year, sort of fairly settled. You know, March, mm -hmm. March, April. Um, we're still in daylight savings for for the month of March. So, yeah. Okay. It's it's, it's good. Well, we've got a lot of stuff not just the weather going on in the world right now. Right. And, um, we're seeing God moving. Was it over 21 colleges now in the U S yes. that have 24 seven prayer worship mm -hmm. meetings happening? Mm -hmm. You know, that's exciting to mm -hmm. see. Yeah. I remember earlier this year, um, I was talking with our council at church and, someone had asked just a great question, you know, what about the kids? It was a simple question in one of the meetings I was in, but it was just, you know, poignant. It was like stuck with me. What about the kids? Mm -hmm. 
What about the kids? And we followed up with the council about that question. And before we got to even have the conversation, I, I sent that question to the council to kind of prep for the conversation. I said, I really feel like someone was really hearing the Lord when they said, what about the kids? And before we met with the council, I felt like the Lord spoke to me where Jesus said to Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to us at our church. He said, the kids are your Jerusalem. Start there. And there's, there was just like this emphasis and a holy weight on the kids. What about the kids? What if the kids were our Jerusalem, you know? And, um, and I think that there's somehow this happens to me somewhat often. I, I don't, know that it always happens of course but but sometimes little micro sort of revelations for our church family you, you realize are part of a greater tapestry that the lord is weaving in the body of christ and and there was there's been such a grace on our focus on the kids and you know having a young men's group and a, a young ladies group and a, a kids group for house churches and stuff there's been such a grace on that and it's been clear that the lord's anointing's been on it that almost there was a part of me when asbury started happening and some of this started happening that in our church council, we were kind of looking at each other like, oh, we were we were catching some part of mm. that in our context, at least, you know, that what about the kids? What if the kids were the Jerusalem, you know, and and I know, Malvina, your heart burns for this next generation and their hearts burn for Jesus, you know, and but there is really something that's that's happening where I feel like the Lord's like, oh, some of you all have doubts about the next generation. I'm just bypassing all of the doubts and you're about to see what you've never seen before. Mm. Yeah. I'm experiencing it. I mean, it's, it's, it's so pure um, in some places. Okay. I'm not going to say it's the same everywhere I go, but it's, it's, uh, you don't have to convince them. They want, they have, yeah, they want 100%. Jesus. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the contrast I see is some of the parents are scared uh, from the kids' reactions because they're so passionate and so in love with Jesus. Mm. You know, they're not practical. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially for those that are <clears throat> ending high school, it's, it becomes a conflict because, you know, mom and dad are looking for college and SATs mm-hmm. and things. And these kids want to worship for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours. So I think uh, for, for me, uh, the, the, the areas he's opened up for me is, Lord, how do we do this that we can balance and bridge these two generations? where parents don't feel like their kids are just flakes and losers for Jesus. Jesus is freaks mm. or, you know what I mean? And they're not responsible because they, it's God. You can feel God in it, but how did you bridge it? So mm. parents are not fearful. They're going to lose their kids and the kids can enter into that freedom. So that that's where I see a, right now there's a gap mm. between the older generation <clears throat> and the, the you know, mm. old and young. So if if we if we see, um, you know, from a bigger picture point of view, we, we we know that particularly God primarily builds in three ways, right? He he builds relationally, mm-hmm. uh, and and for in in certainly in the um the the really the last major moves of of God what we've seen is a real focus on relational relationship relational paradigm um, in the midst of all of that too we we've seen how God also builds re- revelationally you know we've always mm-hmm. had revelation yeah. but we've mm-hmm. had probably in the last twenty mm-hmm. years the the greatest revelation of the kingdom um, mm-hmm. and 
which is really, we, we'd always seen it there because that's what Jesus made your focus upon. The, the third way that God builds is generationally. And I, I, I don't know if we have seen um, that to the extent that I think that mm -hmm. we're going to see. We're going mm -hmm. to see uh, generations touched. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see, um, uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprised to me if we see the generation that really is experiencing things at the moment um, really impact the other generations and particularly mm. the older generation, yeah. which will always be a challenge as every move is a challenge to the people who have previously been through past mm -hmm. generations, yeah. past re re renewals or re revivals or whatever else it is. And so that's going to be the interesting thing to see whether people are going to be impacted yeah. allow yeah. that impact to come from another generation because... Mm -hmm. Yep. Historically, that's what we've seen. We, we, we yeah. know he builds generationally, but historically, uh, we, we've seen um, a writing off of generations um, mm -hmm. in a bad way and also, you know, in ways that could have been good. And, and it's like that scripture, you know, the, the, the parents, uh, what is that scripture? Uh, returning the, the, the parents. The fathers. Can somebody Malachi, say Malachi. it in English? What's yeah. the scripture? Returning the hearts of the fathers the heart, to the that's children. It. And Returning the, children the hearts of the father. of the father to the... And, and you see that. You see these kids on fire. And then the parents are asking, like, why? Why do they worship for so long? What, what is it that's happening there? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, if the yeah. parents are open, you see a restoration, mm -hmm. like Mark describing, a relationship. So I think that's the spirit is mm -hmm. he's yep. moving in the young ones and yes. can then the older generation come in because they're going to need a, a wisdom of the older generation mm. because the they have not lived yet the the interesting thing is uh, i've really been focused upon what happened with david um when he came back with the ark of the covenant and he mm -hmm. went into this worship mode which mm -hmm. was I mean, I think we read it quite sanitized, but I think he was pretty crazy. It was mm -hmm. pretty, pretty, and, and he just, it was pretty wild. He just threw off his kingly, and he is just whirling and twirling and, and doing things that are very not kingly. Um, mm -hmm. And and his wife, Mikhail, who's, who's looking from a distance, sees this, and it says that she despised his actions in her heart. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And and because uh, she didn't understand what he was doing, she didn't want to understand perhaps what he was doing. She wasn't part of what he was doing. She was looking from a distance, mm -hmm. so she wasn't even in on the music, you know. So she mm -hmm. she despised because he was being foolish. He was being yep. crazy. He was being, you know, in her mind, not living up to who he was as a king. He wasn't. He wasn't protecting his, you know, his calling, his identity and all that sort of stuff. Now, of course, the difficult thing for her is that that leads her to barrenness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? She's not able to produce. And I think that's the that's the warning for any of us wow. in, in, in whenever we, we're, we're at hand because cause what we see is is the direct opposite of that. In Isaiah, when the prophet says to the barren woman, "Sing, yeah, mm. right, foolishly sing, 
come on, celebrate, you know, and and of course, you know, if you if you look at that praise that uh, is talking about there, uh, really the concept of you look at anywhere, you're talking about hallelujah, you know, halal, halal is the word, clamorously foolish, loud. Mm. uproar foolishness or whatever mm. else and so you get hallelujah is halal ja is god you what are you going to do with it mm. yeah. i know, mm. you know what, remember, what, what are you going to do in what are you going to do with what's going on that's the yeah, point but, I think. but remember mm. uh, um david's wife came from her dad who was worried about what people thought of him <laughs> generationally yeah. he was very self-centered mm -hmm. focused mm -hmm. So I think, and, and I do experience that with a lot of the families that I interact with the younger people mm -hmm. where the parents are concerned, you know, I have a girl who takes her shoes off, you know, and she needs to jump and do what she needs to do. But mom's concern of, you know, why is she up there without her shoes? You know, so a lot of the times is how does that reflect on me? On me, yeah, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, I think that's the part yep. where, my prayer has been uh, with a small community that I'm trying to raise is can they see the spirit in this? Because mm -hmm. you needed to bypass yep. tradition, like with yeah. what Mark described with David. You have to bypass, mm -hmm. you, you really have to overlook a lot to appreciate mm -hmm. what David was doing. Mm -hmm. So do you think do you think that the religion and the religious spirit really comes out of the out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's the basis of, it's of judges. It, it judges, but you know, it, it it's mm. it, and and, it, and there must have been a reason that God said don't eat from that tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's an interesting so what, season. Yeah. So what do we? Yeah. I, I mean, I I I keep hearing, and I've heard you talk about this, Chris, and you know, I've heard others talk about. Um, you know the, the season, and you know, I've maintained that the decade that we're in, we're mm -hmm. we are really going to head into mm -hmm. the, if you could call it the the God focused, um, or the, I, I just really feel like the the, the latter portion of it is when we're going to see some moves that God makes, some some miraculous things, some things mm -hmm. that take place that you can't you can't figure out. Right, and I think I think we're heading are heading into that because because there is no doubt that the father is going to um, be be hugely celebrated in the in this decade, mm. and that's a lot why we've seen in effect to trying to rob of that you know in the in the last three years. So you know the the principle is as sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So if you take a decade, the mm -hmm. the, the major portion of that decade that is a God decade, that is a, mm -hmm. a significant thing, even though the enemy tries to get in there and he usually tries and gets in early to try and rob, you know, mm -hmm. try and destroy, try and do all of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're heading into that. I've always I've always felt like it was the thirty seventy or a sixty forty or something like that. But I, and I, I would not be surprised to see if we uh, will see a huge increase in unexplainable actions that come from from God, from heaven. Mm. Mm. You know, people are telling. I, I was listening, talking to someone this morning. They're saying that people in their church were going to pay the bill, and they went to pay the whatever bill it was, some uh, utility bill or whatever else, and they get to pay it, and they said, "Well, what are you paying this for? It's already been paid." 
Mm. Like it, it just miraculously, things like that are, are seemingly to taking place that you, you can't explain. Don't know what it is, but it's 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 demonstrating the manifold um, manifestation of God. Yeah, mm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We, uh, I keep getting double payments for stuff that we use our with our church. Like uh, we rent out part of our property for some mm. fireworks booths. They just got another double check from them. Mm -hmm. And when I call, I'm like, it looks like it's double the contract. They're like, no, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm good with that. That's great. Mm. Um, yeah. One of the things that I, uh, you know, Mark, you're talking about with the season and we had talked about the significance of 40 months. Um, you know, we have 40 days in the desert. We see 40 years. And in this decade, I think the 40 month mark is a really mm -hmm. critical mark. And it, of course, it's not the like, oh, the skies par, you know, it's like it's not going to be one of those moments. I know I do that really well. But the, one of the uh, <laughs> yeah, one of do. the realities, <laughs> one of the realities of what we're doing is what we're seeing is that there's a shift happening. Right. We go from the desert and now like you starting to see springs of water rise mm -hmm. up in the wilderness. Right. You're starting to see the barren places starting to get a little bit of moisture. You're starting to see the anointing fall on on a space that literally half of the country was writing off as evil academia. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Literally writing like that's a barren wasteland, they said. Nothing mm. good can come out of the colleges, they said. Mm. Right, come on, Chris. And, and so now I, I feel like this is just the it's like the precursor to what the Lord wants to do. In, in, um, I think the church might be the last place that gets revival in this season, <laughs> but it isn't, isn't that you know, like you know, I just heard foolishness some weeks ago, you know, and I've just been focusing upon what that foolishness look like you know it david dancing before the lord is foolish mm -hmm. right it, it says in the new testament god chooses the foolish things mm -hmm. to confound mm -hmm. the wise, the wise. Yeah, that's right it, it, it surprises right. me but it doesn't surprise me when he yep. uses something that everybody has said that's just a breeding ground for liberal th th thinking or theology sure. or whatever and of course we've seen that yeah mm -hmm. but what 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 that what is interesting is that God loves to use those sorts of places. He does to he accomplish does. something yeah. Yeah. that astounds everybody else. Because mm -hmm. then you have people yeah. who are either running after it or say, "No, uh, it couldn't be. That couldn't be God. That couldn't be uh -huh. yeah. us." Well, yeah. yeah, be undignified, mm -hmm. right? David's David's bringing the ark in undignified, mm -hmm. right? Like it's undignified, and and. Um, uh, one of the things that, in my sensibility, I I don't like undignified things. I don't, you know, I'm not really a fan. I I would rather like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a you know big prophetic act in the middle of the church service that it be more dignified. <laughs> you know, and yet Ooh. it's exactly it's exactly Marlena. what the Lord wants to do. I know. 
We're not I don't know what he's talking about. Get, get, get ready, Mark. <laughs> no, I wasn't even going there, Mark. No. I wasn't. Ahead. I wasn't going there either. I was just thinking. I was just, just thinking when we're being at Sandpoint. I, no, I was just thinking. Hey, no, you, you're misinterpreting me. I've been warned. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, Malvina, get ready for when you go to Sandpoint. Come on, let's do. You know, no, I, like. like don't trigger me, Chris. Don't I'm trigger just, me. I, I, I'm just no. I'm getting it out of the way now, right? Like <laughs> the simple, the simple fact that 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 is usually like if I'm worried about being dignified, right? Like this, is my yeah. whole point. If I'm worried about being dignified, I'm considering the wrong audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, why do we do that though? Why? Why? Oh. Why do we? You know, I mean, you know, they, we've talked about this before, but, but you know, everybody loves Smith Wigglesworth because he's dead. <laughs> right? Because when he operated, when he operated yeah. in faith, right, yeah. he, mm -hmm. he made people uncomfortable. That's yeah. right. So, mm. so maybe that's the point. We don't want to make mm. people feel uncomfortable. Um, mm -hmm. And so we want to we want to stay in that place, and uh, it, uh, maybe that's why God has been talking to us for so long about our identity, being secure in it, being okay yeah. with it, yeah. so that so that we're more okay with the with the with who God is and with His uh, semblance of order rather than our own. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know one thing, Mark, uh, <clears throat> the Lord. I think this move of God is going to be presence driven um yeah. uh, i think we've had a lot of anointing we have a lot of you know man carries anointing and and we look at the anointing and a lot of the time we look at the person because he's anointed but mm -hmm. very few times the anointing focuses on jesus because we've created platform out of that mm -hmm. <clears throat> but i believe mm -hmm. that this move is god himself Mm -hmm. No one can take credit for the thing. It just yep. happened. It pops yes. and he's shifting the thing. Yep. So yes. when he's presence, I think that, see, in the old days, we were writing on our anointing or what I'm able to see or my revelation or what I'm carrying. When it's God's presence and it's truly God's presence, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you, you use... Um, um, David's wife, but she was not in the procession with him. She was watching from afar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if you are in the atmosphere That's, where God is moving so good. in the yep. presence, yep. you won't be thinking of how undignified you look and yep. what the yep. mess in the mm -hmm. church because mm -hmm. that presence will overtake you. And yes. I believe that that is what we need to thrive for. Mm -hmm. Lord, yep. in, in your, in the, your yep. presence, there is fullness of joy. Right. And in this, mm -hmm. you know, in your presence, there is... Uh, we talk offline a little bit of ha deliverance happening like spontaneously. Mm -hmm. yep. When he's present and he starts abiding, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. he inhabits the praises of his people. You mm -hmm. use about allow. He mm -hmm. inhabits. When he really moves in, I don't think we're going to be really worried. True presence. I'm not talking a good worship session. Okay. Yeah, not atmosphere. Atmosphere. He's there. Right, because yeah. I I think we've we've tried to make a little I've tried to make the differentiation between worship and atmosphere. Yes, mm -hmm. totally different. Yeah. I, actually, I define it when I teach on sound. When you do when you do worship, what is worship? A man action telling his God how amazing he is. That's yes. a command. 
you are here to worship me. Let my people go so they can worship me. It's a human action. Okay? Worship. Mm -hmm. But there is a big difference when God decides to his manifest sure. presence, he manifests glory yeah. to move into a place. And yeah, there are conditions okay. for that. You can kill yeah. a man. Uh, it's biblical. Yes. Okay. So presence, now we're carrying, and I believe this was the word he gave me in 2019. He's raising a company of presence carriers. It's when good. you carry presence, you're consecrated. Yeah. You carry that here. You don't Money go touch the thing, and it's not nope. about you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. not so, that's enough good. to do with Worship may trigger that presence, yeah. but worship that's, doesn't guarantee you presence. Yeah. Okay. Good. So that's good. So, and so I may a couple things here. In the past, it was a it was a personality. It was a Smith Wigglesworth. It was an AAR. It was all those. Uh -huh. They went into geographic. It was Toronto. It was Brownsville. It was you know, you know Pensacola. It was Lakeland. It was those sorts of things. Yeah. And, and what we're seeing is that in, in many of those places, it was in a church building. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what we're seeing is out of a different location. And I doubt if we're going to actually see it to be in one location for too long. Mm -hmm. No, right? not at so, all. So, yeah. because, because, what, because God doesn't want us to set it in, it. A, in, in, in a place. And mm -hmm. so, therefore... What we what we understand is the inhabitants of his people. Amen. Mm. He wants to inhabit the places, and so therefore, in the, the whole uh, kingdom aspect, it's not about the 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 meeting in this location. Uh -huh. It's about uh -huh. people taking it into other places because you're right. the carrier. Mm. Yeah. Come on, carry and learning on, how yeah, to be right. the carrier, learning how mm. to be the place carrier that presence. makes a makes a place. For God to inhabit. Mm -hmm. Come on, carry your presence. Carry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you study who carries, there are conditions. Mm -hmm. It's yep. not outer court. Yep. It's not outer yep. court, which is right. amazing and necessary. Well, isn't We're it? talking presence. Yeah, it's interesting too because we are in this age of knowledge, right? Like we've got this um, ever increasing capacity to know, learn. We now have AI that can try and learn for us. You know, we don't even need to think anymore. Um, we have so much knowledge. And, right. and what's interesting is that what we do, and we see this, right? Like, and I'm, I'm, I, I know that good systems can produce good results. Correct. Right. You put together a good system to get the fruit that you're looking for. Your system mm -hmm. will give you the outcome you want. If you have bad outcomes, you probably have the perfect systems to produce your bad outcomes. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so sometimes you got to look at that. But here's when God gets involved in a thing. He like and I feel like that's this is a mark of this revival. You're not going to systematize it. You're not going to mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to say A, B and C equals D. You know, mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to formalize no, this move of God. And mm -hmm. we let, listen, we right. formalize renewal. We formalize like like revivals that have happened in the past. We're like, well, we know mm -hmm. that this happened, this happened, this happened. So if we do X, Y and Z, wow, God showed up. Right. We mm -hmm. literally have done that. Like we've had church plants. They're like, just do this, this and this and God will show up. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? God's blessed a lot of that. That's Amen. not a knock on it, right? God's bless. I don't think that is what this is. No, no it's not. Mm -hmm. mm. 
No, it's not. I, 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 I wanted to share a scripture to go with what Chris just described. In Isaiah 28, uh, verses 23 to 29. Um, Isaiah somebody... what? Isaiah 28. 28. 28. Is that, is that like Isaiah? <laughs> Isaiah. What was the verses? 23 through 29. Six okay. verses. And, and the concept of here is, um, it says, listen and hear my voice, pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? And, and that verse really highlighted for me uh, the early this morning because I, I believe the timing of plowing is done. Mm. Now the Lord is really right. That so. is so good, Melvina. Yeah, we're done plowing. So no more yes. plowing. So this, does he keep yeah. on breaking up and harrowing the soil? Mm. When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Mm. Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt mm. in its field? And this one spoke to me about the different harvest. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people are going to try to reproduce. You were talking about form, creating a formula mm. of... The revival. So let's do what Kentucky is doing. Well, yeah. wait. <laughs> there, there is a feel for for cumin. There is a feel for caraway. There is a feel for spelt barley, and they all grow different. And then he continues. Says his God instructs him. So talking about how God's mm -hmm. going to instruct us to carry this thing, and he's going to teach his teach him the right mm -hmm. way. Caraway is not threshed with a sledge nor is the cart wheel rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. You need different instruments, different tools, because the, the mm -hmm. harvest is different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, different lands have different anointings, different people. Like here in California, we eat different food. You know what I mean? Like you can't Avocado toast. Yeah, <laughs> vegetarian. We, we are different. So... We need to be sensitive to the wisdom of God to not create a box or a mm -hmm. formula. Mm -hmm. Each thing, mm -hmm. yep. each spark needs to be treated that with the wisdom of God. So it says grain mm -hmm. must be ground to make bread. So one does not go on threshing it forever. Mm -hmm. Though drives the wheel of his threshing cart over it, his horse does not grind it. All this also comes from the Lord Almighty, wonderful in counsel and magnificent in wisdom. So wow. good. I believe yeah. that prayer. Give me the yes. feeling yeah. that we don't make a religion out of this yeah. new thing. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that you've said in the past, Malvina, is that, you know, what has worked for us in the past is not what we're supposed to be doing right now. And that, and mm -hmm. I, and I believe that, that the place, the people that that will be the hardest to fish out mm -hmm. is the prophetic and the, <laughs> the, um, teachers, yeah. Right, like yeah. like the, those of us that have a pretty strict way. This is how we see the results of God. Yes, right. Like I know how to get God results. Mm -hmm. I wave my flag and I pour the oil and I do mm -hmm. the you know and I you know that's how I get the God results. Or mm -hmm. I wait until I have an encounter and then I go do the thing. And mm -hmm. you know, like we've got our we unfortunately we've become 
um, I, don't, I wouldn't say comfortable because every encounter with God is is radically unique and it's good. But I think we we have become familiar <laughs> with some things, you know, as, as you've talked about a lot. And I think that this is going to be really, really critical for the church to get out of it. Mm. We need the fear of the Lord. The mm. fear of the Lord. Mm, that's good. how you steward whatever movement he's doing in your churches yeah. or your yeah. groups or your yeah. like for Peter in the school for Mark, whatever he's doing in his business, like each one of us, we can talk about mm -hmm. us individually, but every person that's listening, we've been entrusted with a specific tribe, you know, the mm. people I reach, Mark's not going to reach because Mark's mm. over there, mm -hmm. you know, so, so yeah. it's, but there yeah. is, we're all connected. First of all, we can't forget that. So we may not be all doing the same thing, but we mm -hmm. are connected and we need each other. But mm -hmm. we have to have the wisdom of God to know how to steward what he's put in your hands. Yeah. Did he give you barley or did he give you wheat? Come on. That's so good. I think I think the interesting thing that um, I, I think it ties in with this mm. um, is that I I, and I'm just going to externalize this. I'm just going to be processing this externally. But I was thinking, you know how we, we understand that apostles and prophets are foundational ministries. And we've talked about that many, many times. The, the interesting thing about that is if you, if you start talking about foundations, um, it's quite different than I think what we've seen apostles and prophets say that. Yeah. Um, and when, when you think, what does a foundation do? A foundation in, empowers, enables the building of the structure mm -hmm. on that. So, so what it, 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 it operates uh, in providing a platform for mm -hmm. things to be built on, yeah. mm. right? And so it, it empowers, it enables, mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it assists the building so because mm -hmm. it makes it it makes it safe to be able to build mm -hmm. further on um mm. you know so so there's a i think there's a i feel like there's a shift that's going to come that's going to require um apostles and prophets to operate in a way that enables some of the things that god wants to do not necessarily out there leading it which is really yeah. different different you know Mm -hmm. mindset it's not to say that you know they can't be leaders it's just it's going to take a different viewpoint i think and a different thinking i haven't got the the answers to it but i've just kept feeling like when malvina's talking about about this is like i agree i'm a plowing is is done you know it's time to yeah. sow the seed but you have to understand the different types of of things that are going to be sown and then yes. how that's harvested. And that's going mm -hmm. to take some, some real insight and wisdom from those foundational ministers Come on. for mm -hmm. people to be able to operate yeah. in it. And so more yeah. than ever, we need apostles and prophets uh, yeah. to provide yeah. the, the, the guidance and uh -huh. the wisdom and the leadership on how to operate in the next season, mm -hmm. What's which is going to one, empower and enable. I was going to say, I think that, um, one of the pieces of this mm. is that um, the hopefully the apostles and the prophets are able to help people go from I just had an encounter to learning how to walk that out at a high mm -hmm. level. 
so that mm -hmm. they can actually do the work of ministry and not and have character developed and all those key pieces that are mm -hmm. apostle and prophet work right and teacher with just discipleship yeah. right like like yeah. let's let's have spiritual formation happen and mm -hmm. and um, those that oftentimes does get neglected when we see revivals mm. yeah. you know um happen mm -hmm. yeah mm. yeah but we so, haven't so, heard from Peter. Yeah, Wait. I was like, "What's up, Peter? Peter what you got?" Uh, I'm tired. Long, <laughs> long days here at the school. Good days, great days, but but long days. But I think that the the only thing I would share, and maybe this is a bit of a prayer of mine for anybody listening now or later, um, and for me and for us, is I've been thinking about Philippians three, where where Paul says, "I also might have confidence in the flesh." If anyone yeah. thinks that you know, if anyone thinks that. <laughs> Uh, he may have confidence of flesh. I more so. And there's there's something here that's a pattern of thought. I feel like the Lord has shown me. And so Paul's saying, here was the things I had reason to have confidence in. And then as it continues, Paul says, verse seven, but what things were gained for me, these I've counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered yeah. the loss of all things. Yeah count the most rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, etc. not having my own righteousness, um, mm -hmm. which is, of course, what he was saying. He, he had reason for confidence in. He was saying, like, if you just read this as like a template, like what Paul was having to lay down yeah. was the righteousness by the law. There's a lot of people coming into the kingdom right now that probably aren't feeling like they need to lay down righteousness by the law necessarily. I mean, in some ways they are, but they're like, listen, I, I didn't think that I was winning that game. <laughs> I wasn't even in the game. You know what I mean? But I have yeah. come to love Jesus, but I think yeah. that there's, there's going to be something. And I think it's from the new believers all the way up to what we're talking about, to the leaders in the body of Christ, where I think that God's going to be asking us and probably already has been asking us. I have the feeling that this is very much like something that's he's been working in many of us. Is yes. this patterning from, from Philippians 3 where Paul's saying, I had this, but I'm choosing to count that as loss that I might gain him. And yeah. so I think that that a real question in this season about how to walk differently. And like you were saying, Malvina, so wonderfully from uh, Isaiah, you know, that even knowing how to how to harvest one thing, but he's saying, I need you to lay that down so that you can learn to harvest the new thing, you know, yeah. knowing how to operate in one season, but I need you to lay that down. And so I think a question the Lord's been asking me is, is what did you think you had gained? You know, what, what wow. did you have reason for confidence in? And would you be willing to lay that down to the extent that it's keeping you from knowing me? Wow. And, and I, th I think that that relates to what Mark was talking before about the tree mm -hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil. And I think that there's there's such a need in this season to walk humbly before our God and, and to say, what what like Paul, what things that I count that I had gained and what would it look like to count them as loss uh, so that I could know know Jesus more? Yeah. I think, um, so again, I'm pro I, again, I'm just processing this, but I, I, I think that, that so often... Uh, well, really, the the whole understanding of well, everything Jesus was doing about is about restoring us, right? Restoring us to the original, mm -hmm. uh, bringing us back to to what the 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 requirement that God gave or the mission that He gave Adam, right? Um, and one of the things that that God told Adam to do was to tend and keep the garden. 
Now, it's in a perfect state. It doesn't need, mm. like, it's not wild with weeds and all of that sort of stuff. That's not yet. Right? So what, what does it mean to tend and to keep it? And when you look at those words, it actually really means to be as a priest, to mm. operate priest and do, to be, do the work of the priest, do the work of the priesthood, do the work of, Come on. of, of who I've made you to be, which we, we know that the, the anointing, um, which we've seen so much of it and been so focused on what the anointing does yeah. And I think that the season that we're in is to recognize not only does the anointing powerful and does all the things, but it's it's about working in us to create the best you, the best us, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and that's why we're seeing people talk about um, deliverance and being set free and all mm -hmm. of those sorts of things that, that we, well, we'll see an increase of that, mm -hmm. right? We'll see an increase of, of God mm -hmm. sovereignly setting people free, uh, things that will take place because the, of the intensity of the anointing, mm -hmm. yep. not to, yep. not to, not to make spectacles of people or not to, um, uh, to expose people, but to bring freedom, to bring a freedom. Mm -hmm. to, and I think, I think that's what it looks like to sow seed. I think that's mm -hmm. what it looks like. It's, it's not about plowing up fields again. It's about bringing forth the harvest. Yeah. Of whether that's wheat Whoa. or barley or whether cumin or whatever else. That's the season that we're yeah. going into where we'll see the harvest of what yeah. we've been believing for. That's why we'll see things like wealth transfer and those sorts of mm. things, which which are not just the result of the anointing operator, it's the result of of people yeah. being worked on and the anointing bringing them into who they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And, and not to be not to be provocative, but you you know that scripture in the in the gospel that says the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Are few. Yep. And you need yep. to rely on yep. the Lord of the harvest mm -hmm. to send yep. his angels. So you know, I think we need to learn from that. You, yep. The harvest may yep. be in your face yep. and we refuse to pick it up because yep. I don't know, it doesn't look the way I thought. Yeah, you're we're, we're you're being provocative, yeah. my way. <laughs> I mean, it's very we, possible we that we let the harvest go. Yeah, and we don't get it. Mm. We don't yeah. grab it or criticize or judge yeah. it. The tree of good and evil is this God or not? Yeah, and it's right in your face. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. you know, it may not be financially. I was talking to Mark about that. When you work with kids, there's no offering, <laughs> so you know. Uh, how do you sustain it? You know, you may drop yeah. it because you financially can can hold it. These yeah. universities are finding themselves in this crisis of how we're going to host all these people and social media uh, and all these things. You yeah. can really kill something because yeah. it doesn't make sense. So, mm -hmm. so we were praying this morning at five o'clock. You know, right? we got this group that's just like we're hungry, the hungry for the Lord, and yeah. um, and you know, we prayed about this morning was for all of the people who know the truth and are avoiding it to come home. Mm. Right. Um, because I believe those are the laborers, mm. the laborers, they know, they know, they know mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord. They just, they were held accountable once and now their church hurt, you know, mm. like, you know, it's like they were like that, that type of thing where God's going to supersede their objection. Mm. 
right? Mm. He's going to, he's going to supersede the objection. He's going to supersede the wounding, whatever the perception was, whatever happened. And there's real bad things that happen. And oftentimes what I found is most of it is that people were more in love with the person than they were Jesus. They were going for all the wrong reasons. Well, now they've been spent some time in the wilderness. It's time to come home. Come on. Because the, the, the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. Revival yeah. is here. So um, we just we just read through Ezekiel 37, dry bones live. You know, we just mm. prophesy to the wind where, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, these are the things that I believe we've got to be actively mm-hmm. doing right now as the church is praying in the laborers. Yes. That's, that's awesome. not the harvest. The laborer is not the harvest. This is not no. the, like, no, they know the truth, but they've mm. isolated themselves. Yeah. Mm. So God set them free so they can win souls and be part of the harvest. Mm. I, can I, you know, um, I, I, we're we're over, um, over. Um, but I, 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 you good. know, I, I think for, I think from a simplistic point um, of view, um, and this is what Lord's been talking to me about. When when you when you praise, right? When you praise God, you you create a place for Him to inhabit. Mm-hmm. Right when you've got your eyes pra- praising Him, not just in a church service, but in life, mm-hmm. your eyes are not looking on what is difficult or what's tough or what's hard. Like you know, like we were talking about before, David, when he's bringing the ark, of, and in the midst of that, his wife gets into a problem because she looks at it and she becomes, she 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 despises him in her heart because she's at a distance. Mm-hmm. Right. So the point about it is when you get perspective on what God is doing, because you're magnifying him, you're magnifying right. what That's he's right. up to and you get perspective of that. And that yeah. and that becomes a problem when you stay at a distance and you watch what's going on, you become more likely to be critical. Yeah. And if you are more likely to be critical, then you are more likely not to see harvest in your own life. Oh, because okay. that's a good recipe for barrenness. It is. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Really good. Really good. So create a place. Yeah. Create a place for God to have it, inhabit. Create yep. a place because praise is a place. Mm-hmm. So just if we if you can hear nothing else from us today. Stay in a place where you're magnifying the Lord. You are creating mm-hmm. a praise, praise yep. environment yep. in whatever you're doing. And some of the best times to praise God is when you least feel like it, when there's mm-hmm. nothing conducive to praise God about. Because you're on. not praising the circumstances, you're praising God into yeah. that and creating Come a on. place Amen. to bring Him. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Hey, we had about a we had about a dozen comments from Dave Champion. I'm seeing here. Uh, he's been chatting yeah. through the whole thing, and so we just acknowledge yeah. you, David. We're so blessed yeah, to have you. He did bring up again Ahab's defeat of Ben Hadad, and and it wasn't Ahab who was able to win the war. It was through the junior officers, right? It was that next generation mm-hmm. that ended yeah. up taking that mantle, and um, and so we thank you, Dave, so much for for your comments today. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. All right. With that, I think it is time for us to sign off. It is time yes. for us to uh, say goodbye. We love you all. <laughs> yeah. And with that, blessings, everyone. Blessings. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao.